1: No purchase necessary pointword prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Cricket Badger Podcast IPL Daily. In association with Moonrise Cricket. Indian Premier League 2020, 13th edition. Every day. Every game. Every spill every fill every triumph. All the way to the IPL Trophy.
2: Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition, it's the Cricket Badger Podcast IPL Daily. Thank you very much to moonrisecricket.co.uk and t-shirts.com for their support of the podcast during the IPL in the UAE. We have got loads to get through in today's programme. Two matches to look back at and two matches to look forward to on Sunday. And to help me do that, I've got Anand Beaker and Neil Varani on the line. We'll start off with you, Anand. We'll look back at that game first today. And it was an absolute cracker. Kolkata Knight Riders, for much of this game, looked down and out. They were rescued a little bit with the bat by Dinesh Karthik, who ended up being player of the match. Kings 11 Punjab needed six off the final ball. Glenn Maxwell looked as if he might have achieved a super over, and the uh, ball landed within millimetres of the boundary rope, and it was a four. KKR won by two runs, but Anand Kings 11 they've just got used to losing, haven't they? They were in a winning position. They had the two points in the back pocket and suddenly found some way of handing them to KKR.
1: Kings Eleven certainly has made some baffling choices. I mean, shouldn't they have actually won three matches that I think they've lost in the last dying moments yeah. of every, each of those matches? Why is Prabh Simran sent out before Maxwell? I know that Maxwell is sort of scratchy at times, but Maxwell is very explosive. If you have three overs left, it's baffling to me that you send Maxi out later. So there's some interesting decisions that they made. Also, what's going on with KL? So KL, a couple of years ago, hit 659 runs at a strike rate of 159. It feels like he is trying to take all the responsibility on himself and trying to wait till the last minute to really start hitting out. We have Maxwell. We have Puran. Either either of those guys can play. I think it's time to let them take some of the responsibility as well. But some of these decision making is just baffling.
2: On on the KL I, issue, the um, I, I mean it, that strategy would work fine, wouldn't it? If the other guys were standing up, but Maxwell's having a terrible IPL, and you know it's all right saying well he can come in and he can hit it, but there's no evidence in the UAE over the last few weeks, that he's actually in any kind of form whatsoever.
1: That's a very fair point. But with Maxwell, he's shown that over his career. Right, That's the kind of batsman he is. He isn't the most consistent batsman. He, at times, goes off. At times, he doesn't. If you're telling me that there is about 15 balls left, and I think it was 18 balls left and 22 runs le- uh, 22 runs to get, when KL and Puran were around, I would think at that point, you got to back Maxwell to come in. And also with KL, I feel we have 120 balls to figure out what to do with this innings. KL has to start going a little earlier because he certainly has all the shots in the book. I find him to be one of the most talented batsmen in the world. He seems to be waiting, waiting, waiting too long before he explodes.
2: Neil, I I asked the question there of Anand. I, I totally actually agree with what Anand's saying in terms of Maxwell. And when you've got a talent like his, when he's only getting a few balls at the end of each innings, he's not getting the chance to find form, is he?
0: That's been part of the problem. KL and Mayank Agarwal have done so well that they've used uh, maybe two thirds or more of the balls at every single innings. Poran comes in next. He's been great for So Maxwell can't have faced more than 10, 15 balls in any innings. There was a very, very strange uh, decision to send um, Simran Singh in against Narine. Of all the people who you want to face, um, surely you want Maxwell. Um, A guy who's been there, done it, seen everything against potentially uh, the greatest T20 bowler of all time. You need that experience. And Simran came in and then dotted up the rest of uh, Sunil Narayan's third over, which left the equation at 21 off two overs, putting huge amounts of pressure on everyone.
2: Looking at Kings Eleven, we worked out the other day that the minimum points that had secured playoffs in the last five years was 12. Kings Eleven are getting to the stage now where they need to win every single game from here and that still doesn't mathematically guarantee them progression to the playoffs, Neil.
0: No, they have to win every game and they have to win every game big, which probably means they have to bring in Chris Gale because we're looking at huge net run rates, uh, differentials being necessary. It has been done in the past. Um, I think it was the last season that they came out to the Middle East that Mumbai lost five games out in, uh, in Dubai and then went back and won the next seven, but even then only got through on run rate with some ridiculous hitting from Corey Anderson in the last game. It's so unlikely that... I'd say it's almost not a possibility anymore. They're going to have to win by such a huge margin. I guess that's another point about the game today. They had everything so far in hand and with so many wickets in hand that if they'd gone earlier, they may have been able to reduce their deficit in net run rate. But leaving it to the last few overs meant that the game was still in the balance
2: you refer back to the mumbai indians uh, kind of get out of jail season when they when they finished on a real high with all due respect to Kings Eleven, they haven't got quite the same pedigree as uh, as Mumbai Indians either, have they? So uh, yeah, I mean they're, they're pretty much on the on the plane home already. I think Kings Eleven, KKR though, just to finish with them on this game, um, a lot of positive signs from them. Should McGill a fifty? Dinesh Karthik coming to the party at last for them as well. There's plenty of positives, Anand, in KKR's team, isn't there? And and you know equally with Kings Eleven getting used to losing, um, getting across the line from the situation that KKR found themselves in today that's a massive confidence boost going forward for them, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, because I think one of the key things that came out of this match was that Karthik finally got some form back. So I think he made 58 runs and 29 balls or so. And we sort of forget that Karthik's been pretty decent over the last couple of years. I think in 2017, he got he was striking about 140. In 2018, he got almost 500 runs at 148. So he's absolutely integral to this team. they got to figure out what his batting position is, because I think that... Owen Morgan should always go before him, uh, which they did in this match. I think DK getting his mojo back was an amazing improvement for them. The second part I thought was Narayan. Narayan's two overs. Neil just referred to the 18th over, but let's even talk about the last over. Narayan bowled a slow off break to Maxi, I think on the fourth ball of the last over or so, and that, that was a leg like, bye how gutsy is it for Narayan to bowl a slow off break to Maxi Maxi's going to hit that to Melbourne from there you know if he gets hold of it so I thought you know really two big benefits from today's match
2: yeah and all of these little factors that you get it's the little jigsaw isn't it that starts to come together for a side you know your captain performing and starting to contribute the, the, the spin bowl are starting to get some confidence as well all helps KKR going forward in this competition it doesn't help KXIP at all because they are looking at the exit door already in the UAE. Shirts.com Browse the finest collection of cricketing t-shirts on the web. Hundreds of original cricket designs for cricket players and fans alike featuring everyone and everything from Larwood to Leach and Cow Corner to Chin Music at BodylineT-Shirts.com. And you can get 10% off your first order using the code BADGER at checkout. BodylineT-Shirts.com. T-shirts for the discerning cricket fan. Let's move forward, chaps, to the uh, second game of the day, um, which saw a, a very good RCB performance again. They won by 37 runs against Chennai Super Kings. And start with CSK. I mean, I've been writing them off for some time in this tournament. I thought that the two wins that they got, they caught Mumbai Indians cold in game one, and they got out of jail a little bit because Watson and De Plessis suddenly had a bit of a, a, an opening stand to win by 10 wickets in their second victory. Apart from that, they've been second best in most of the games they've played, Neil.
0: Yeah, yeah, they um, they really haven't impressed at all with the bat, apart from the occasional um, very nice test innings that Faf and uh, Shane Watson have played at times. Um, the bowling has generally been pretty good, and they were superb with the ball up until about the 15th over when they got taken apart by the best all-format player in the world. But the batting is a huge, huge concern Throughout the IPL, they've always been behind the eight ball. The strike rate has never been high enough. And to be honest, at times, it hasn't looked like they're trying to go after games. The only person in the whole team who's shown any impetus has been Sam Curran and possibly Jadeja um, in the last couple of overs that he gets to bat. But everyone's been really pedestrian.
2: It's almost like, Neil, on on the chases that they've had so far in the tournament, they've been... Setting themselves up, regardless of what they're chasing, to score 60 off the last three. And they've been quite happy with that. You know, Do you know what I mean? They've, they've almost been saying, right, let's just set this up to say we're still in this game at the end of the three overs to spare. And they've carried on losing wickets and been nowhere near.
0: Yeah, I think that a lot of the other players have got in their minds that it doesn't matter how many we still need to get in the last uh, five overs. We've got Emma Stoney. Well, that doesn't ring true anymore. No. And the other players have got to take that responsibility on now. He can't bail them out of every single situation. He can't be coming in with a required run rate of um, 15 plus every single time and be expected to win it from there.
2: Yeah, I think MSD's cloak of invincibility, that aura that he's always had throughout his career, it's starting to slip a little bit, isn't it? And, and Virat Kohli, whose cloak of invincibility isn't slipping at all. In fact, he's uh, tightening it round his neck and making himself look very smart with it. 90 not out from him, and it was an in innings today of several different gears. We spoke on our WhatsApp group during the game about how good he is at nudging the ones early on in his innings, and then he just absolutely went up to fifth, sixth gear towards the end of his innings and, and smashed it all over the place in the last three. That 90 of 52 balls um, was a really fine knot, wasn't it?
1: What a joy it is to watch him come back to form. I think in the last 22 balls, he scored 56 runs. It was almost like everything he touched turned to gold. He has been a bit scratchy, especially at the start, and I think actually he's been scratchy since the last India tour to New Zealand before COVID actually hit. So this was actually a lot of fun to watch. Some of the shots were just absolutely magnificent. Just watching him play and kicking it up to fifth gear was just amazing.
2: Visit moonrisesports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket, let's play. So wins today then for KKR and RCB. Let's have a look back at the two games together. And and I'm going to start with you. Moonrise moment of the matches for you today. Which is your favourite little passage of play or your favourite moment from the games that we've seen today?
1: The biggest moment to me was the return of form of Kohli. So I think in the 18th, hour current bolt won ball uh, over the wicket, angling away from him. Kohli just danced right up to it, adjusted it, just as a shot, flicked it all the way to deep square leg boundary. I think that was just an amazing shot. And it was also not a shot that a lot of batsmen can pull off. So for me, it's just that moment of Kohli coming back to form. And I think that bodes very well for RCB.
2: What about you, Neil?
1: It's got to be the last ball of the first game. The drama (laughs) in that ball
0: where we thought it'd gone for a six, it got signaled a four, then it went up for review. It took however many um, replays to finally figure out that it landed about half an inch ahead of the the rope. Um, that was everything about the, uh, the IPL to me. That level of drama um, I don't see in many other places. And that's why we love cricket.
2: It sums up Kings XI's season, really, doesn't it? The fact that they were in the game... Um, it looked like it was going for six and it ended up tantalisingly closed. So many of their matches have gone down that route. I can't separate those two today, guys. We're going to have a joint winner. Virat Kohli, I agree. I I actually had made a mental note, and at the time when I saw him flick that ball. Well, it, w- it was more than a flick, wasn't it? Off the front foot, through square leg for four. I just made a mental note that that was one of my nominations tonight for Moonrise Moment of the Match. And I can't take out the Maxwell nearly six that uh, robbed Kings eleven of... Uh, of the chance of a super over so we'll make those our joint moonrise moments of the match want to get your game the very best it can be the future of coaching talk to a pro 30 minute video conversation video analysis from players at the top of their game video shout outs get a personalized message from a pro great for birthdays congratulations messages a prank or a simple hello Visit MoonriseSports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket, let's play. Right, let's have a look ahead to Sunday. Another double header. These weekends are fantastic. I don't have to leave the house. I am just engrossed with this IPL at the moment. The first game that we have... On our screens tomorrow from the UAE is that your team, Neil. Sunrisers, Hyderabad taking on the Rajasthan Royals. Head-to-head between these two sides, the Royals lead by six games to five. But you have to say, coming into this game, your side, the Sunrisers, have the confidence. Rajasthan Royals off the back of four defeats. They don't. So uh, you must be quite confident, Neil, going into this one.
0: I, I am quite confident, which also makes me wary. Because whenever I feel that I know how a game is going to go, um, I get it completely wrong. The Rajasthan Royals are always going to be dangerous because players like Butler and Smith and Joffre Archer can turn things around at the drop of a hat, regardless of what their prior form has been like, and uh, destroy you single-handedly. However, they have looked a bits and pieces team for the majority of this IPL. I think they've really missed Ben Stokes and They've missed some kind of structure to um, to their 11. It's been a, a whole lot of reliance on Josh Butler. Sandeep um, Sampson has had his one innings, uh, which he has every year in the IPL, with, where we realise how prodigiously talented he is, but he doesn't seem to bring that to the rest of the tournament. If we can get through uh, drop overs without too much damage, then I've got a good feeling about tomorrow.
2: And I'll make you our Rajasthan Royals fan for the purposes of this little preview. It's fantastic to see Ben Stokes probably going to be back in the tournament tomorrow. He adds a big punch, doesn't he, to Rajasthan Royals. T20 is not necessarily his favourite format, but if you bring Ben Stokes into any side, they're going to be slightly better for it.
1: Absolutely. I think he's going to be a game changer for them. I think he's probably going to slot in instead of Tom Curran, who's done a relatively decent job. But we're talking about Ben freaking Stokes. How is good it, a role on he had. Is that actually but his middle I name? I think he should change it. <laughs> he, should, he should consider changing that. You know, the whole last year, I feel, was like a, a Cinderella story for Ben Stokes. He was the hero multiple times. It was the World Cup, then it was the Ashes. Just went on and on. And I think just bringing him back in there adds a lot of belief to the squad. Uh, don't get me wrong, Curran's a great player, but uh, or a good player. Stokes is a great player. So I think really looking forward to Stokes coming in. And also, I can't wait for Sanju Samson to actually convert some of that potential into some consistency. As Neil just mentioned, Sanju Samson every year has a couple of knocks where you look at him and say, how is this guy not playing at the very highest level? And I think you know he's had a couple of chats with Kohli. He's been talking about his fitness. He's talking about dedicating all of his resources towards cricket you know, this is exactly the time for him to come Cut. So really looking forward to him kind of breaking this little a sort of string of low scores and coming good again.
2: Yeah, Sanju Samson. I thought Neil was a bit harsh on Sanju to be honest. He's had a bad run since the two games that he did actually get 50s in at the start of the, the tournament and I'm hoping he does come good because when he's playing well there is uh, there are a few better to watch than uh, Sanju Samson. We'll come back to your predictions on that game later on. We'll move on to the second game of the day. Mumbai Indians which is Anand's side against Delhi Capitals. we we'll start with you though, Neil to look at the Delhi Capitals for this one. They are as good a side I think as we've seen in this tournament so far. Every single kind of ticking the box isn't there going down their, their squad list and their, their 11 they're putting out well marshalled by Shreyas Iyer, Ricky Ponting head coach he's obviously got uh, plenty in, in his brain in terms of cricket thinking and uh, you've got Kehisa Rabada who is uh, running away with the, the race for the purple cap there's not too much to complain about if you're a Delhi Capitals fan at the moment
0: I kind of picked Delhi as one of the teams that I thought would be very good this season but I did have a couple of caveats beforehand that they've just come out and completely um, answered in the game so far. I can't really see a weakness at the moment. I thought that their middle order may be a little bit flaky, but actually Ayer, Pant and Hetmyer have been superb. I thought their lower order hitting and, and finishing might not be great after Marcus Stoinis had a, a poor tour with the white ball uh, against England. He has been a revelation. I don't know what Ricky Ponton is saying to him, but uh, Justin Langer isn't. But he has found the way to make Marcus Stoinis a lower-order hitter of great consistency and... That is something that I honestly didn't think uh, that I'd see. I may have to apologise to Marcus. I did him a disservice there. The bowling has been absolutely superb. Akshar Patel has got probably the lowest economy rate going. and 4.59
2: and over, Akshar Patel. 4.59 and over. That's amazing, isn't it, in, the, in this kind of in this kind of tournament?
0: Absolutely superb. And especially considering he usually bowls a couple in the power play as well. When you think that... Um, People would be able to get after him. And KG and Nokia together have been unbelievably good, hostile, accurate, and have taken a shed load of wickets. So I think KG um, owes uh, Anrik a, a few beers for the pressure that he's building. There's a, a very called Stain uh, dynamic developing there where uh, KG's cleaning up. but part of it is on the back of some great pressure from Norkia.
2: Anand, we've just run through the strengths of the Delhi Capitals. You must be quaking in your boots ahead of this one for Mumbai Indians tomorrow.
1: Oh, they are a formidable team, right? So you talk about Rabada has got 15 wickets, Nokia has got eight wickets. But you know who has a pace attack that matches them? Mumbai Indians. Bumrah has come back last match. I think he got four wickets for about 20. Bolt has got about 10 wickets and Pattinson about nine wickets. So I think the pace attacks actually match up pretty well. The batting, again... When we look at Mumbai Indians and look at D.C., again, the margins are slim. D.C. is very explosive. And as Neil mentioned, stonous, the or if Warnie was on the commentary, you would certainly hear a lot of references to the Hulk, right? He's been doing great. But let's take a look at MI then. So Rohit has found form. He's got a couple of 50s. He's going at a good strike rate. Pollard has been a revelation. I mean, he did great in the CPL, but look at him. I think he scored 163 runs at a strike rate of 209. That is nuts. <laughs> he is absolutely killing it. Suryakumar Yadav or Sky is doing well. Hardik's doing well. Maybe the only weak link I would say is Kronal hasn't done awesome so far. But even he got a few runs in that last tour where he got 20 runs from there. So it's hard to find weak links in the MI squad. I think they go unchanged. Everybody's got runs. Everybody's got wickets. This should be a fun, fun match.
2: I tell you what that makes it even more fun is that it's Sharjah. So you've got the small boundaries as well. So if these teams really do bring their A-game, and it could be the two titans of this tournament, this could quite easily be the final of IPL 2020 if uh, form stays the same. Obviously, there's a long way to go yet, so that may change. But I'm really looking forward to this one. If Rowick gets going, if Kieran Pollard gets going, you know, there are so many different permutations, so many different things to look forward to in that match. Let's start with that one for our predictions then. Just the team name. I guess, Anand, you're with MIE.
1: Absolutely, I don't see any uh, issues with them. I.
2: I think this is a Delhi Capitals win for me. I've been so impressed with them. If they uh, if they turn up and play like they have done, it's going to be a really entertaining match. One, and I reckon it might just be DC that shades it. You have the casting vote, Neil.
0: I'm going with Mumbai, but only because uh, the injury to Mishra has left um, Delhi without a leg spinner to go after Rohit early. If he gets in, then all bets are off we
2: we'll st- stay with you, Neil, for the uh, Sunrises against Rajasthan Royals. Who wins that one?
0: Sunrises, but not as easily or as cleanly as I would like. Um, I'm going to have uh, no
1: fingernails by the end of it.
2: <laughs> Anand, what about you on that one?
1: Those so Sunrises look really good, but I'm going to go with Rajasthan Royals. I am hoping that Stokes brought his A game with him. Of course, it's his first game, but I'm thinking he's going to have a huge difference in here and Rajasthan
2: Royals for the win. I'm really sat, sitting on the fence with this one. I can't choose between these two sides going into tomorrow. Sunrisers have all the confidence, but you worry about them if David Warner and Bairstow are out cheaply at the start. You know, what's what's behind them in terms of runs? Um, Rajasthan Royals are equally prone to fantasticness and and an awfulness, so it's going to be a really interesting Sunday. I think we've got two absolutely cracking games to look forward to. Sunrisers against the Royals, Mumbai Indians against the Capitals. Anand and Neil, thank you very much for joining me today.
0: Thanks, James. Thanks, Anand. It's always a pleasure, guys.
2: Thank you to you for listening. We'll be back every single day through IPL 2020. Thanks to our sponsors, moonrisecricket.co.uk and t-shirts.com. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening. Join us every day throughout IPL 2020. Follow us on Twitter at cricket underscore badger. Join in the fun. We'll see you again tomorrow.